Okay, welcome everyone to the NFPL podcast. I have ABK director Fabian Rodriguez on here. We've got some cool pictures of him with the men's team and him coaching. Fabian is a longtime pioneer of futsal, I would say, in the U.S. Fabian, great to have you on today. How are you? Good. Uh, thanks for having me, man. It's, it's a cool opportunity, so I'm excited to, to, be, to be your guest. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, Fabian, for everyone uh, who don't, who does not know, he's our first guest here. Uh, Fabian and I have been colleagues and friends for man, uh, six, five, six, seven years now. Since uh, I guess since I started kind of getting my youth academy in, in the futsal world. Um, so it's been great to kind of get to know you and, and see uh, both ourselves evolve as futsal players in the game and really see where ABK has started and uh, grown into. So. Um, awesome, and thanks again for popping on here with us. Uh, Fabian, I want to start a little bit more about yourself. I, I know you were born in Mexico. You came here, I think, at five years old. Is that correct? Yep, five years old. Awesome. I guess give me a, give me a sense, you know, what was li- life growing up um, kind of as a Mexican-American in Grand Rapids, and how was soccer and futsal kind of integrated into your life? Oh, well, moved here with my family. We had some family members here in, in Grand Rapids. And um, because of um, work in, in, in the area, there's actually a lot of uh, a lot of families from our hometown in Mexico who, who moved into our area. And actually, growing up on on my street, we had a we had a few cousins and um, family friends from our hometown. So that allowed us to, you know, grow up playing soccer in the neighborhood um didn't really do any anything organized as far as club goes until like 13 14 but i had the opportunity to play every day um after school in the summers um so it was a pretty cool experience to to um follow in kind of our family's footsteps i come from a big soccer family um so all my all my uncles are are uh are soccer we're soccer players nice that's that's pretty cool that uh a lot of uh, friends and families from the neighborhood you said in Mexico and Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty awesome. Community actually from our hometown. Okay, very cool. Nice. Tell tell me a little bit about yourself as a player. Did you play like club, high school, and kind of wh- when and how did you get introduced to futsal? Yeah, so um, played middle school soccer. Played played uh, high school, and one of the high school coaches um, is actually Brazilian. Um, and after for, after my first uh, season, after ninth grade, um, he gave us a flyer of some club tryouts. We, um, my brothers and I went and tried out, played a club, um, and then the following year jumped into a, our premier club. At that time, the only premier club in our in our area, and just played club soccer growing up. Um, but it wasn't until. U uh, fifteen, I played club soccer with a Brazilian exchange student, hmm. and um, after one of our games, he came up to me, my brother, my brother and I played on, our, on the same team, and he was like, "Hey, um, where can I play some futsal?" And we're like, what, "What's what's futsal?" <laughs> yeah, for sure. He explained it a little bit. Okay. Uh, in the neighborhood, we we played we played on on basketball courts, on tennis courts. Um, not really as a choice. It was just what was available and sure. it was easy. Um, and we played some type of street soccer, you know, but nothing compared to what we're trying to do now. 
but I, that was really the first time I heard about futsal. But um, I'm pretty sure you remember during that Nike movement of Joga Bonito and, mm, yep. and the introduction of Ronaldinho, oh, yeah. really introducing futsal to, to the U.S. Um, that actually happened during during my first couple of years I started coaching, and um, and that's when I really started digging into what futsal actually was in Brazil and um and just benefits from it i started getting my teams plugged into futsal training and that's really how it started for me nice awesome did uh when that exchange student came did did he have a futsal ball like what type of ball did you guys use like on the court or was it like what we consider the futsal ball now no we we, we never ended up playing futsal with him okay um, he that was just kind of the first time we heard i got the you name futsal. um but he said that's all. That's really all he did in Brazil, and he said he was an average player in Brazil. On our team, he was by far the best, <laughs> the best player. And, sure. Um, and me and my brother loved like we, we grew up around uh, moves and taking players on. Yeah. This kid was just a completely different level. So we actually picked up quite a few uh, things just by watching him play with us. So nice, cool. awesome. Yeah, I know the foot. The football ball has has had an interesting evolution as well, right? I mean. Uh, I grew up in South Florida. We we played what was street futsal, soccer, street soccer, futsal. But man, the types of balls we used, we used the futsal ball eventually, like when I was like 16, 17. But we had like the the tennis ball we used on an indoor. Uh, it was like a big Nerf tennis ball, uh, like a, almost a volleyball type of ball. Like it was definitely pretty crazy back then where like futsal ball now is, is very cut and dry. Like this is a futsal ball, this is not. So... Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's fast forward a little bit, Fabian, to kind of your where your coaching journey began, right? So tell us a little. I know you kind of started Olay and ABK. Like, you know, how did you get into coaching? Um, and, and tell me about how those two kind of uh, clubs uh, evolved and what and what they are today. Yeah. So um, I actually started to coach. I my former uh, coach in high school. Um, I ran into him. Uh, the year after I graduated high school and asked if I wanted to come and help with the JV team there. And uh, both my brothers were playing still in high school. My brother's in the varsity and my brother's in the JV. So I was like, yeah, that, that would be cool to hang out and watch them play and, sure. and get into you know what I love doing. Uh, not knowing that uh, that would end up as, as my career. But uh, so I did that for, for four years, helped out with the varsity. And during that time, I think my second or third year, coaching high school i ran into um, a former club coach of mine and at that time he was a director of coaching for uh for a soccer club here in our area um asked if i wanted to do if i wanted to do um, um if i wanted to coach a, a younger team um in club i picked up a, a u9 team at that time and was there for four years uh and decided to start my own club so that was I started Ole Soccer Club. Halfway down that journey, I started um, ABK. Um, that's really how how it came how it came together. Awesome, awesome, yeah. And then uh, Ole Ole is now um, gone. I know there was like a couple different mergers that happened, and now like the big project is full fledged into ABK. And then you've got a little a little uh, club soccer as well, correct? Yeah. So. Um, Towards so Ole um, existed for ten years. Okay. Towards that eighth, ninth, ninth year, the growth of futsal, the growth of ABK for us, um, everything we were doing from leagues to tournaments, 
um, and everything with our soccer club just got to be too much. It was just, it was just, everything was just growing so fast. Not yeah. enough people. Um, a good problem to have, though. Yeah. So we thought we thought the future for us at that time, as far as running a business, was going to be futsal. Okay. So we came together with another another soccer club. Um, and we merged our two groups over. That unfortunately lasted for a, for a few months, and it did not pan out the way we thought it was. But um, during that time, we also ran into Derek, who is who is uh, now my partner um, that you you've met. Yep. And he also had a soccer club, um, and there was a company called Michigan Sports Academy mm -hmm. um, who run, um, it's basically a multi-sport uh, business. And they approached Derek uh, to bring a soccer club underneath them. Derek and I were talking and working together with some futsal stuff. So I brought whatever was left from Ole and ABK under underneath MSA uh, to okay. become MFA, Michigan Football Academy. So it's basically Derek's soccer club and my futsal clubs, um, my coaching staff, um, some of our former players from LA, and um, created uh, Michigan Football Academy. And nice. that's what we're currently at now. So together with uh, Derek and I, um, we run Michigan Football Academy, and it's been it's been great the last three years. Awesome. Yeah, what an what a, what a awesome kind of like time frame where all those pieces came together nicely. And M MFA, if... if uh, for those for those on here who have been there and those on here who have not, MFA's facilities are are nothing less than incredible, right? How many how many courts and fields do you guys have specifically futsal, Fabian? So uh, we have MSA Sports Spot, which is uh, futsal specific with four courts. Okay. Um, and then there's two indoor boarded fields that kind of uh, surround the, the four futsal courts. Um, there's two other facilities that we use also for for futsal events, um, but one facility is mainly for volleyball uh, with five courts. The other one is mainly for basketball with four courts. Um, and the other two facilities also have a turf field. So um, one of them is the home of our outdoor soccer club with uh, with turf fields outdoors. Awesome, yeah, and ha have just access to facilities with us being in the colder part of the Midwest is, is, is nice to have, right, when you have access to that many courts. So uh, congrats on that, man. That's, that's got to be uh, some proud moments kind of bringing uh, ABK and Olay to where it's at today. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's crazy how it all came together so quickly, but uh, we're, we feel uh, blessed to have the opportunity to, to be part of MSA. Nice, nice. All right. Well, a ABK, Ankle Breakers. Tell me, you know, one, fantastic name, right? I, I don't know if, there, if there's a better futsal club name out there, but tell me a little bit about uh, how ABK came, came to life and uh, how the name kind of, how you guys came up with the name as well. Yeah, so um, so that group, that soccer group that I had at U9 that I, that I told you about. Um, yeah. So there was a few players from that team um that came over to ole and became part of uh, one of our first ole teams um we used to do a ton of three and three tournaments so outside of a little bit of futsal there was at that time there was a lot of three and three it was pretty big in our area okay now it's kind of died down a little bit but um anytime um that group specifically um signed up for three and three tournaments they went they went under um abk or ankle breakers mm, okay um, 
but uh, so everybody always asks why the K, why why is the K on there? But it was actually uh, Ankle Breakers Club, and they and they you would use a K. Ah, uh, okay. We kind of we kind of took that, flipped the K around, yeah, to add a little bit of style to it, and uh, we thought it was be a cool name for uh, for a futsal club. Yeah, for sure. And you think about that small side of the one v one ankle breakers, right? That's that that's awesome. Very cool. I don't, I don't think I knew any any of that history, so I was curious myself. But um, a very cool club club name and logo. So awesome. Well, right now, so on the youth side, how many um, how many boys, girls, teams, roughly, do you guys uh, have? And maybe give me an idea of like that first year that you were officially ABK. Was it one, two, three teams? And kind of fast forward to now, what what are you guys currently at? So right now, right now um, we're currently at I think thirty-seven teams. Um, it's about half and half, boys and girls. Okay. Um, and half of them are are what we call our academy teams. The other half are premier teams. Um, and cover the the difference in a minute. But when we first started, um, we actually started forming futsal teams to play in tournaments when we were still under Ole. Um, the the little success that we had uh, um, with forming those Ole futsal teams kind of led to the idea to to create to create ABK. Um, but the first year we we actually held tryouts and created ABK Futsal Academy was in twelve was in twenty twelve, and we formed twelve teams um, that first year. Awesome. And the majority of those teams were. Um, you know, the families who were hardcore play, uh, hardcore families, and, oh, yeah. and probably did not do anything else other than play soccer or futsal. Or <laughs> no multi-sport athletes really. Yeah. Um, and uh, we formed 12, 12 teams, and from that we've kind of grown, grown it a little bit every year. Um, the first year was only myself and, and Lito, who you know, yeah, um, who were the first two ABK coaches. Um, did you coach Lito as well? I coached Lito as well, a little bit with Ole and our Ole men's team okay. uh, during that time. But he actually started helping me coach when he was about 14, um, doing camps and uh, soccer camps and stuff like that. Nice, very um, cool. And became also an Ole like assistant coach until he was old enough to actually have, have a team for himself. <laughs> awesome, nice, nice, man. Very, very cool history for ABK. Um, and, and for those who don't know, right, uh, all of the big futsal events in the country, ABK has had a lot of uh, success in the past and now. And uh, for me, just kind of outward looking in, tons of, of, of success and I've really um, fine-tuned the quality. So, you know, congrats for those uh, accomplishments, Fabians. And, and it's always uh, fun to see uh, the Michigan academies, right, since I'm in Michigan with you here, grow and do well in the nation. Um, so I have one more question on the youth side. I want to ask this because I, really, I get this question a lot as a director or a coach and... I think futsal does have a little bit of a unique opportunity compared to club theoretically, but uh, it's kind of a two parts. Do you have a specific philosophy within ABK in terms of winning versus development? And you know, how do you balance those expectations between players, coaches, uh, and parents, right? Because coaches to players to parents all see things differently, as I'm sure you know. And you know everyone wants to win, but you also need to to learn and develop in, in order to find find that uh, you know balance of winning and and necessary losing we'll call or failing forward rather. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really been a struggle. Um, anything from parent education to selling an idea to your players 
um, for us in the very beginning. I mean, we we had a lot of families, a lot of dads who grew up playing the game. Okay. So just never going from a place where these families have never heard of futsal. Or in the beginning, it was like, what are we doing? What are we wasting the time? Let's look at all these indoor leagues. Um, why are we doing futsal and not any indoor soccer to get ready for first spring season? So that was our first our first struggle. It, it's it was it was nice to have players that come from uh, dads who played the game. Yeah, I felt like it was a huge advantage. At the same time, there's a lot of criticism. <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you doing I'm that? sure. You know, they they know the game. Um, so in the more than anything in the first uh, four or five years, it was difficult. Uh, we we believe development comes first, so it was it was really difficult to try to balance that out. And at that time, we're creating this vision that, uh, and this idea that it would eventually come together. At that time, not knowing that it actually will. It right. <laughs> all our eggs in one basket saying um, it's going to eventually click and come together. But, you know, we, we like to focus on building from the back and up, um, um, anything from building out of a back and, and, and creating, uh, teaching players different techniques to be able to be successful in that. Um, into possession, into some creative attacking in the final third. Um, so it, it is a process. I mean, we play, even now we play some league games uh, where we lose some games, get scored on some goals that, that maybe halfway through the season are probably not going to happen as often. Right. Um, so it is, it, is always a, it is always a struggle to keep uh, parents positive um, and continue to, to, to work on parent education, which I think is very difficult to do. Um, and you know, sell that philosophy to your families. I think now we're in a much different, different, different place. But it was definitely a struggle in those first five years. Yeah, no, I believe it. It's tough to get to get buy-in, right? When when the education level there from a parent or coach or player is like, well, like I want, like everyone seems to want it now. Like I want to win now. I want to be good now. Um, versus like, well, all right, well, we got to put in some work, and you got to kind of trust the process. So. You know, very, very much an American mentality to some degree, and and you know, young players, right, just uh, not wanting to deal with with frustration or failure. So for me, it's one thing I think is vital as we move on from the youth, even at the men's level. That hey, like one, it's okay to fail. You, you must fail if you want to get better. And you know, it's it's convincing them or having them believe that it's like this is a long term process, and um, you know, there are no shortcuts. Which for a young player is tough, right? Because they're like, well, coach, I trained, I played 10 games and I train on my own. Like, why is he still better than me? Or why can't I do this? And it's like, well, like, it's tough to explain it. And it's tougher for them to even understand, like, what, what that means. Okay, I'll keep going on this path. So, uh, you know, I think it's great, right? I think we need more parent education, not only in futsal, but in soccer, right? You know, what, what processes work and you know, what, what you take from one industry or business sometimes works in soccer, sometimes it doesn't. But I do think uh, patience is, is one thing that, that parents uh, and coaches and players, right, need to work on in terms of trusting the process and, and looking at the long-term goal. Because um, for me, winning is great, but I think the values that that journey can give players, you know, will spill over off the futsal court and soccer field as it gets on. And I think that's that's one thing, uh, you know, parents tend to miss at times uh, just accidentally, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a good way to, to put it. Um, the, the, um, one other thing I'll, I'll mention where um, I'm pretty sure you guys are, are in, in a similar 
situation with having coaches who who play the game and and, and a lot of you guys are still playing um is i feel like when you have a coaching staff in our in our case we have a lot of coaches who grew up playing with apk now um <clears throat> and are still currently playing in our men's team um not they can now use real examples of themselves of their teams growing up yeah. of that process and that journey um and i think it's it, it we're able to to paint a picture in parents' head and players' head that we couldn't do in the very beginning. So it is it is getting a little bit easier. For sure, and it's nice to have kind of your 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 local heroes. I'll call them right, where you know guys I know like Lito, right, and Gio and Jesse, um, who have been around for a while, have have played at the youth academy. Now they coach and play with the men's team, and some of the younger kids can go and watch these guys play. And then you know I feel like there's but maybe a quicker level of trust to be like, all right, well, I've seen, you know, these guys do it. Like, I'm going to trust that. Okay, they say it's going to take a little time. Uh, I'm going to trust them. So one thing, I, I think you hit it right. Trust is very important that, that they have that belief that, you know, you're pointing them in the right direction for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you mentioned a little bit of how, how ABK started, kind of where you guys are at. Give me maybe a, a quick picture of, you know, five years from now, what does what the, the youth club look like in your eyes? Um, we've, we've made a few changes the last, the last few years, um, especially coming in under, under a mistake. Um, we've always wanted to give as many people an opportunity to play futsal. So we were still unsure exactly how we wanted to make that happen. Um, last year and this year, we've created more programs to allow more people to play, um, creating a more recreational beginners program um, that allows anybody to, to sign up and anybody to play. So it's a combination of players doing it for the first time um, or even select players, uh, select outdoor players um, who want to who try it for, for the first time. And this year we created another level in between ABK and that program that we call 616 um, that allows for maybe less commitment but still training um, more for futsal instead of using using futsal as a soccer development tool. Okay. Um, so where I'm trying to get at is now ABK has turned more into a, a smaller smaller program. We want to try to have one to eight one two teams in every age group um, and keep it at that. Um, we're not really interested in forming three four or five teams in in one age group, which becomes right. tough because we take an outdoor team and we split them into two and it's tough to give other players opportunity even sure. though they're at the level to to be part of those teams so it's difficult but we do want to make we want to focus a little bit more on on controlling that that quality moving forward yeah so really i'm um i'm excited i like to think that that um our teams will continue to get more competitive and more importantly for me is when you continue to have a core group returning every year, you can actually build on to a real futsal style. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of you form a team, they stay together for, for a year or two, you lose five players, you bring in another five players, and you're starting from the beginning again. You know? Yep, happens so, all the time. So I would like to get to a point where our 14, 15-year-olds step on the court, and um, it's as if you're looking at you know, a country in South America and the way where these movements are um, look natural and not not robotic. Um, 
and hopefully that we you know we play a part and influence the outdoor game as well nice awesome yeah very cool it's nice to to see kind of the the evolution of abk and and each challenge that's been posed um you guys seem to have uh, a good answer so far so always looking forward to playing against you guys at the youth and men's level and it's been fun to watch uh, just our young players uh, develop over the past few years so uh, that, that's awesome to hear on uh, the youth side so let, let's kind of transition to the men because I know this is kind of a, a big pathway for you guys <clears throat> um, one tell me kind of when 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 was the first year of, of your official men's team right even if it was just for a tournament like tell me kind of the history of uh, when the men's have started so <clears throat> we've had men's teams for a long time. With Ole, we formed outdoor teams, indoor teams. Okay. Um, did a little bit of futsal when we first created our league. Um, I guess the biggest step that we took was our very last year of Ole. So that would have been the winter of 2010, 2011. Um, we, put a, we put a futsal team together still under Ole. Okay. And we went to, at that time, it was the USF Regional in Mason, Ohio. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some good players. Um, at least from our area, we had we had some pretty good, pretty good players. Sure. Um, we did a little bit of futsal, a different version of 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 what we're doing now. Um, we stepped into into the tournament, um, had a few good games. Then we we come in and we play against a Brazilian team. All Brazilian guys. I think a lot of those guys were from Bethel College. Um, okay. There's a Brazilian coach there, so yep. they draw in a lot of a lot of foreigners there. Um, and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I mean, these guys <laughs> were, were passing and moving and rotating and just technically just a completely different level. Um, and we ended up just chasing the ball around the whole game. <laughs> um, so we, we came back and we we're like, man, we, 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 we gotta, we need to put some work in. Yeah. And that was really a, that was really a big motivation for, for not just our men's team, but also our youth team to, to learn to learn as much as we can um, every season um, about what we can do different, things that we can do better. And um, and and that just really pushed us uh, forward. So the following year when we actually formed our first ABK men's team under the name ABK, okay. um, uh, you know, our mission was to uh, to create a good brand, a good brand of futsal. Awesome. Awesome. And um, re remind me, I know we were involved, I think, the second or third year, but kind of fast forward a few years, you would put together kind of, I'll say, a, a smaller regional men's t men's league, right? When uh, I know that kind of merged, which I'll talk about in a second to, to what's kind of the NFPL, but when uh, remind me when that started and uh, just, you know, what what was your original purpose as you kind of started that that men's team and men's league? Uh, so that was, I believe that was like 24, 2014, okay. um, around there. And um, I know you, you came in, Jeremy from, from Lansing came in. Yep. Um, had a, I thought we had a pretty uh, good group of, of players, I think more individual than anything, um, but a lot of really good, uh, talented players. But I think the, the, the main goal was to just get something out there for our men's team to play in. Yeah, and nice. And getting games in there and... I think at that time, we had a huge buy-in from from just our youth families alone on supporting the men's guys. Um, they were they were really looked up to from from our youth players and and um, just created another another path, <clears throat> just another opportunity for 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 our players to um, 
uh, another option if you know if, if a decision can be made within maybe there be an opportunity in the future uh, through futsal and not just not just soccer. So I think that was that was the that was the biggest idea. And plus, I mean, it's just fun, you know. It's, yeah, oh yeah. For me, for me as a coach, um, I'm not only looking forward to the winter to to coach my youth teams, um, but for me, it's fun. You know, it, it's, it doesn't we don't look at it as a business on the men's side. I think in order to get to that level, you got to put in a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. But the, what keeps me putting these men's teams together is just fun. It's fun for our players who are also coaches. It, it's useful for coach education um um so yeah i think that's that was the really the, the reason why awesome yeah and i agree i think from the coaching side obviously everyone loves to play but the coaching side um coaching outdoor you know i, I still enjoy and love but futsal i do feel it's it's uh it's just it's it's a little bit a little bit faster, right? You've got to make more tactical decisions from the coaching side. You know, I, I always compare it to chess, right? I love big fan of chess, right? Uh, I feel like futsal is almost like the faster version of check, uh, chess, where you've got to make a move and you don't have 20 minutes to make that next move. It's 20 seconds and be like, all right, do we need to change, adjust, right? Our shape, our rotation, press high, press low. So. Uh, you know the coaching side becoming a, a fast-moving chess game. I feel like is, is like you said, exciting. It's exciting. <clears throat> well, for those who don't know, again, right? So Fabian, you know, I, I will say is is one of the the pioneers of futsal in, in the U.S. Right, in my opinion, he started his his program and then the men's team, and then the men's league. A little bit about the men's league. Uh, it ran for a couple, uh, two. Was it two, three? Years. Okay. Yep, two three or three? Years, I think, yeah. Three, okay. Oh, yeah, no, it was three years. It was three years. Okay, yeah. We um, our, we, we ended up putting a team in, in uh, from Ann Arbor as well that last year, and uh, for a, a variety of things that happened, you know, we, we had chatted about just, you know, hey, you know, let's, let's continue to push futsal at a high level. And I will say kind of the league, uh, I'll say it was hand, handed off is, is probably the best uh, maybe term of phrase, but... I, w- I want to me- definitely, you know, thank Fabian and his group for, for obviously starting futsal in Michigan right before I had come into the picture and really getting that men's league going. And for those who don't know, that smaller men's league that started five, six, seven years ago is really the the base and foundation of what the NFPL is. So, um, you know, a big thank you, obviously, for what you've done for futsal for all of us, um, in particular the men's side, because I feel like the NFPL has a lot of room to grow. And... Um, you know, like any program, having a solid foundation is a big part of, you know, what the success looks like moving forward. So um, been awesome kind of seeing what you've done and having you involved at that level and, and kind of moving into the NFPL. Uh, it's been great to see ABK um, come in strong and uh, continue to help us grow as a league. So again, thanks for that. And just a little bit of history for everyone, uh, not just ABK, but also the NFPL. <clears throat> On the, on the men's side, Fabian, I have a, my, my big question for you on the men's side, because you have this pathway from youth to the men's, right? And like Lito, I think Jesse, I know Gio for sure, and, and many other players, you've had some of these guys since they're 10, 11, 12, 13. Do you find... Um, do you find do you find it tough to balance kind of managing those guys uh, on the coaching staff as well as you know knowing them for five ten years as as players and and young men to having them play for you is is it a tough balance for you or you know what's kind of the relationship and maybe even some of your coaching style in terms of uh, you know knowing those players for just a, such a long period of time? 
Um, you know, I, I think I think in the beginning, uh, when I was younger, it was it was difficult. Um, you know, um, just with my age, with the age of the players, and managing a relationship of, of me being their director, of me being their coach, versus now it's more of a of a friendship. Okay. Um, and also uh, a coworker, so it's been in the beginning it was a little tough. I think now I think now it's a little bit a little bit different, a little bit easier now. Um, they're all a lot more mature, and we're able to have you know real conversations to get through whatever conflicts we have. Um, I always say with Lito and Jesse, they've always been uh, good motivators for me. They love to challenge ideas which I think is what I think is awesome nice um, they forced me to think outside the box continue to uh, come up with with new ideas and they add a lot to to the success along with the rest of our of our younger our younger uh, coaches who also grew up playing I mean um, they're they're the reason why we're at where, where we're at awesome yeah and I, I think it's something that's that's very u- unique uh, to what you guys have done so far. I know there's a couple other clubs kind of in the process of doing that, but having players kind of have this pathway of a youth player into the ABK men's team and having, you know, long-term relationships, uh, you know, when you know players that well and what you can get out of them. And like you said, you have that balance of kind of a friendship. Um, you know, I feel like there, there's always that little edge of um, they're willing to do a little more for you and the club and for themselves. Uh, and I feel even when, when I play against uh, against you guys, right, I, I always feel that uh, camaraderie, if you will, or just that closeness. And um, for me, at, at those levels, I think those are little differences that, you know, give teams advantages and an edge to kind of uh, more intimate, intimately know each other uh, as a player in person. So something I think is, is really cool about ABK and, and just wanted to hit that. Um, and, and I hope more clubs, you know, can have that pathway of futsal and um, have long, long-term friendships, as you said, with, with players, because I think it's something that's uh, just important for the futsal and soccer world. It's been, it's been nice, and um, a little disappointed that we couldn't um, see that come into play this year. Is um, we had a much younger team with a lot more uh, former youth ABK players. Okay. And, um, was excited to see how that was going to play out, but <laughs> yeah, a crazy time for sure, for sure. Well, well speaking of kind of uh, some of those players and and some of what you've done with ABK, get, can you give give us an idea like um you know what uh what what starting shapes systems of play kind of do you like with ABK and more more specifically on the men's side now, um and kind of how you know is there a few different variables that decide kind of how how you play year to year or how you play in general. Um, the last the last couple of years, um, we've been focusing more on a three on three one uh, and attacking. Um, we've spent a lot of times a, a lot of time before that um, playing a four zero, and it was more than anything a trial and error and experimenting on exactly um, what that is and and, yeah. and, and and what it means to play a four zero. Um, so this past year, we didn't spend a lot of time. Um, this year we wanted we, we kind of wanted to do a, a mix of a three one and a four zero um, to be able to adjust uh, during games. Um, um, a team that um, I personally love to follow are Corinthians and and their three one their three one system. We okay. try to take a little bit of of the movements that that um, 
that they apply in their games. Um, and defensively, we normally play a, a man-to-man system. Um, and the same thing, um, since the majority of our players are also coaches, they have an idea of how to introduce um, different strategies in the man-to-man system with, with some of their teams. So it's nice to step onto the court and and our players having, having an idea on how to make those adjustments um, within that man-to-man system. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely been a lot of balance of kind of 3-1, 4-0, and variations kind of going on um, all around the world. But, um, you know, those two systems seem to have come on the, the forefront more lately as opposed to, you know, your older versions of your 1-2-1 one, one or your box uh, quadentra, I think, as the Brazilians would say. Um, just again, right, the evolution of futsal as compared to evolution of soccer. I'm kind of on that standpoint, though. What what would be like? Uh, I'll say innovative, but maybe something innovative that you've applied to to your men's team over the past few years, or something maybe specific even to ABK that other teams don't do um, that you feel like uh, has has worked well so far. Um, an easy one that comes that comes to mind are set pieces. We've spent we've spent a lot of time um, working on set pieces, and a lot of times going into either tournaments with with our U teams or going into a, a game is we always try to set a goal of, of, of scoring one or two goals off of a set piece. Yep. Um, so we spent a lot of time uh, working and reviewing that. Um, the other thing that we've implemented more the last couple of years is creating 2D1s um, and, and the options that come that come from, from 2D1s. So um, having opposite uh, wide players um, running across the court uh, versus only running up and down the court yeah um, in order to create 2v1 so that's that's been a that's been a big focus a big focus for us um, and the last thing I would say is just more organization on on coordinated movements when the ball goes out of bounds okay so and not just not just a set piece right um, to, to get a shot off on goal but just to create different different types of movements depending on how the defenders um, are set up. Um, more than anything with our men's and our older older players, ball goes out of bounds, we organize some, some type of movement and then improvise from that depending on decisions from the defending team. Nice, I like that. I, I think, uh, and, and even uh, I know we've recently played against each other on the youth side, I feel like set pieces, I've seen a lot of uh, more coordinated uh, set pieces from you guys and I think the the rule change on the kick-ins have been a, a, a nice little advantage i'll call it <laughs> for stepping on the courts uh, to drive some of those balls back posts uh but it's yeah. been fun to see some of those set pieces evolve for you guys as well um with that said i think you bring up a good point right and, and i mentioned kind of just innovative slash things specific to you guys you know um for futsal i'll say on the world scale but you know what are what are your thoughts from like a tactical standpoint right do you do you see any Anything different happening over the last year or two to maybe even the next year or two um, from like, you know, futsal in the world, futsal in the U.S., and then coming back to the men's team? I know you said creating 2v1s was, was something that you've done a lot of, and I think we've seen that a lot on the, on the world scale, kind of creating that. Um, any other thoughts in terms of the tactical standpoint for, for you? Um, I think one thing that I've noticed a huge improvement on uh, more than anything uh, in, in these youth competitions that we go to 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's always been there at the pro level and, and in other countries, but uh, one thing that stands out is just are just the movements to, you know, the checking away, people call it checking away, checking two or yeah. fake runs. Um, I feel like there's a bigger emphasis um, from from clubs um, and they're becoming a little bit more natural and, and instead of, you know, it being a thought more of a reaction, um, which I think brings us a little bit closer to to what other countries are, are doing. Um, and I think we'll make a huge impact on, you know, in, in, in the soccer world um, as well. But I think I think uh, coaches are spending more time watching international futsal. Yeah, and for sure. How obvious it is um, where you need to be able to to individually think and how to create space for yourself and create space for for your two for for your teammates. So I see that as as a as a big change. Um, the other one I think in the U.S. is going away from the traditional two-two-two formation. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh even yeah. A three-one or even a four-all, more of an opportunity to realize how many more angles and passing lanes you can you can create from that. For sure. Um, I think is also a, a huge improvement in the U.S. as well. Nice. Yeah, I think so as well. I think some of it too is. Uh, the court size, at least in my opinion, comes into play, right? I think it's it's difficult to to play in a two-two if the court is too small because there's not enough there is there's not enough space and angles as you'd mentioned. So I feel like for for us, right, for some of my teams that have played, if if uh, if teams have played two-two, you know, pressing high has really limited you know them being able to build out of the back or even create those options or space. Uh, and I think it's what you said prior to to kind of those shapes in terms of having that balance of players having robotic movement versus reading the game and then creating space for, like you said, someone else or themselves. So I do think that's a, a huge thing on the world scale, but something U.S. players are starting to do more of. It's like, all right, we want to give you this, uh, you know, this foundations of like, hey, there's, there's endless movements. Here are some basic ones we see a lot of. And now players, instead of just like playing and diagonaling or opening up, it's like, hey, as I play this ball, I've got to see everything that's going on on the court. That's going to determine kind of where and how I move. So, you know, the next level of tactical play and positional play, I think, um, is has really been seen at, uh, for the U.S., right, for our, like, higher-end youth teams and the men's team the last year or two. So, like you, really excited to see how that can accelerate because, you know, I think both the points you mentioned – are two things uh, that we need to be better at, right, to compete with the rest of the world. So, um, yeah, for me, I think you're spot on, um, spot on. I also like, uh, in terms of movement for you, right, you know, what are some things, you know, each coach, you know, spells it out a little bit differently, but in terms of movement for players, you know, what are things that, that you have players focus on to understand like, how, when, and where to move? Um, so two, two things come to mind. Um, there's one one concept that we have in ABK, and really everything we do kind of revolves around this idea of creating these general rules for for our players. Um, so every training session, we're on this mission of, of, of teaching players as many rules as we can think of, and then teaching them how to break them in as many ways as possible um, in order to create, um, develop, really develop, creativity, I guess, is the way we kind of define that. Okay. Um, 
so thinking ahead so for example if, if a player if a player makes a pass and makes a run into space they're not just thinking about um running and getting out of there they're thinking about i'm gonna make a run into space be patient wait for the next pass and then go support that next pass nice um it is something that um we try to instill in our players is, is is finding ways to try to get them to think to think two three steps uh, uh, ahead of time and i think that gives players um a better idea why they're doing what they're doing um i know in the very beginning um when back when we saw that brazilian team yeah yeah with all this movement we came back and we we're like okay we're gonna pass the move now right and it was like i'm gonna pass on the run over here and see what happens it's it, there was no thought behind it right right it was just let's just pass and move and, and see what we can create see how nice it looks but, yeah um, <laughs> wasn't as like, clean you know, why are you why are you making that decision why are you running here how are you creating space for your teammate what what options are you creating from from this run um, so finding creative ways to, to get that in our players um, and explain why are they make why are they making um, certain movements um, has been a focus and and has been important to us in, in creating whatever system um, that we put together. Nice, no, that, that's glad to hear. Awesome. Um, and kind of with, with that said, right? I guess what what are your opinions, right? So obviously, I know you've had like uh, like Jesse. Um, Jesse involved with the national team, and uh, you've done some stuff on like U.S. Youth Futsal, where you've had you've had some games in outside competition, Costa Rica, Portugal, I think a few other places. What's your opinion in terms of you know our, our I'll say our semi-pro league, the NFPL, and maybe our national team, you know, out and, and outside of like your Spain and Brazil, of course, right, and maybe your Portugal, Argentina, you know, how far? Are we behind or are we that far behind in terms of the, the level of teams and players compared to, you know, everyone else out, outside of those maybe four or five top teams in the world? Um, from what I've seen on the youth side, um, on the girls' side, I don't think there's, from the countries that we've been to, I don't think there's really any comparison to the U.S. I mean, U.S. athletically, it's just at a complete different level. Even if some of our girls' teams um, – are taking over to any other country and they've had no futsal experience. I think we can train for two weeks um, and go and do really well against any other team. I, I, it's just, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it compares. Right, similar um, to the women's outdoor team, right? A lot of similarities, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. That's very cool, that's good um, for the women. Yeah, it is, and I think there's a huge potential there for, for a U.S. women's futsal, futsal team. Absolutely. I'm, pretty sure we can be pretty dominant with a few teams that we put together but um on the boys side it, it's it's been interesting because one of the biggest comments i get when we've gone to to colombia to portugal to argentina is how fast we try to play the game and it's more physically fast and not much thought behind it okay um and it throws other teams off so we've had we've had some good success with some boys teams beating other experienced football teams from other countries. Right. But it's just it's like they're playing against a system that they don't train against um, mm, because okay. we consider futsal is a little bit different than than the way they practice it. Um, but when we do when we have played against uh, teams that have been together for 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 a while and are in are in season and are actually training. Um, we, we have a hard time. I mean, they, the, 
these teams the way they can control defenders um, with their movements um, we're always steps steps behind and and a lot of times we're playing against um, younger teams as well um, and and they do competitively they do a good job against our team so we're still we're still years behind but I, all I, I honestly think it's just it's just training yeah it's just it's just a matter of training if if we have the opportunity to train with the same group of, of players uh, throughout the throughout throughout the year, I really don't think there will be much of much of a difference. I think it really all comes down to training. Nice, yeah. And my, my next question was kind of be you know what what was one thing you would like to see? I'll say U.S. futsal, right? So that that includes everyone in futsal, kind of do over the next few years. Um, do you have any any other thoughts on that? It sounds like obviously we need to train more if we want to be competitive is is the big one. But anything else that pops out in your mind for us, uh, you know, as an NFPL league, uh, as a country, especially geared toward you know the higher level youth into the national team. Well, I think uh, I mean it's kind of a biased opinion. But, sure. Um, I think if I think if, if soccer clubs implemented um, a futsal program. Um, and there was a little bit more support and a better relationship there between between futsal and soccer. I mean, we per, we run a soccer and futsal at the same time, okay. and it conflicts and it becomes difficult to manage to manage both. Yeah. So I understand the difficulty between um, a soccer club uh, trying to implement some type of futsal program, but I I think until until we can get to the point where we can improve the relationship between futsal and soccer um, year round. I, I feel like it's always going to be it's always going to be a struggle. We're always going to be dependent on 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 those groups that are that are bought in um, to be like to be the face of what's on in, in the U.S. And um, if we want to if we want to catch up to to the rest of the countries um, around the world, um, there's just got to be a better relationship between soccer and futsal. And, and I think as long as there's if soccer coaches um, who are not yet doing futsal gave it an opportunity, um, gave it a season, and and, and really um, approached it with an open mind, I think uh, a lot of people would, would be surprised. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, it's a tough balance uh, on the youth side, especially right between um, soccer and futsal. And there's, you know, even if it's you know accidental, there's always a little bit of friction for one reason or the other, as well as, you know, educating both sides uh, of the fence to be like, hey, you know, how can we collaborate and work together? So, yeah, that would be great. I, th I think that would be a, a nice goal for everyone, uh, you know, to have an open mind and to, and to find that balance of, you know, using futsal as a, as a tool, right, for players to develop and for those who want to spend a little more time, you know, on futsal-specific things. So um, appreciate your thoughts on that. Let's, uh, let's turn to the NFPL here as we kind of start to wrap up. Uh, NFPL, right, for those who are on here, we, um, I'll call it, canceled our season this year due to COVID. I am very excited to announce that we are running an NFPL tournament April 16th to 18th. Right now, the plan is to kind of live stream it. We've got a couple other really exciting things, you know, for that event and, and hopefully for the summer as well to kind of keep uh, the futsal world going. And then we'll be into the 2021-22 season, which, which, Sounds crazy, but uh, I am looking forward to it. But for, for you, Fabian, ABK, NFPL, right, you guys have been with us since the start. Uh, you know, tell me, tell me maybe 
biggest rivals, right? Or uh, you know, biggest games you guys have had over the last couple of years. You know, who who are you most uh, excited to play, and maybe not excited to play? <laughs> well, uh, I think uh, I think playing against uh, your team, the Mud Puppies. I think um, there's always a lot of excitement, as we've always wrapped it around um, our youth tournament. Yep. And it's almost just a guarantee having a having a decent crowd at the game. That just takes you know the intensity level um, up higher, and, and it's 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 fun to, to play in front of play in front of a crowd. I think there's a lot more motivation from players, and um, I think those games have been have been fun. Whether it's it's uh, at our home or, or at your place, um, and I think um, you know players players know each other, and it just adds a little another element of of um you know going back and forth if it's uh oh, yeah. some physical play or if it's talking uh players talking back and forth to each other just just fun games for sure for sure and and it is abk for me at least right is is always super difficult to play at right i, I think uh you know that that support chain you have from the youth to the men's and some of your crazy chants uh, you know that's it's it's a mental game for players, and sometimes our younger players, you know, they they struggle with it. And once once you get, you know, like you said, a knock or two, or someone chirps at another player, and then the fans in the background, uh, it can be intimidating. It can be intimidating, and those games are, are always uh, super fun um, for sure when you when you know the guys. Um, <clears throat> in terms of uh, maybe teams or style of play, right? Where you know, has there been games where you feel like the way you play has been? you know, an advantage and you're kind of ready to go for that game? Or are there games where maybe your style of play or the court size is uh, a disadvantage and you've got to change a little bit the way you play? Do you come up, would you, you know, do you have that happen a lot within the league the last year or are you guys pretty consistent in how you play? Um, I feel like our biggest struggles have been playing against uh, teams that have um, a very good experienced individual player. Mm, okay. um, or multiple players sure. that way. Um, more the last few years uh, versus the, the two, three years before that, uh, since our players are so young, I think you just, in the game, I think it just gets to a, gets to a point where a younger player, um, sometimes a little bit more immature in, in their reactions to the different pressures of the game, can get distracted, um, Whereas an experienced player understands that it's going to take the whole entire game to, to win it. It's, you're not going to win it in the first half or the sure. second half. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it, so I think we, we've been caught off guard in a lot of moments where an individual player um, steps up, beats, you know, leaves somebody open, and boom, easy goal. Uh, it just, we, we, we've made a lot of easy uh, mistakes that I feel like even a lower level player with a lot more experience can probably avoid um, okay. so we've seen a lot of those moments uh, I mean we pulled off some we pulled off some great games the last couple of years too against some very strong um, experience competition but just the, those laps um, there's those moments of, of of distraction I think have hurt us quite a bit sure yeah yeah it's uh, experience does have some validity for sure in, in those moments like you said and it takes young players uh, sometimes a couple mistakes to learn it so very 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 cool um, tell me kind of maybe the goals for ABK over the next two years within the NFPL um, I know you mentioned having younger players um, you know are, are there a couple things on your radar to to kind of look for in terms of you know how you 
how you want to succeed and maybe what'll define success for you over the next year or two? Yeah, so I, I think um, this year um, we had a plan in place. We had a lot more, so we had a bigger support system um, on the back end. Um, we had um, some more support for, for sponsors, anything from sponsorship mm-hmm. to organization of our of, uh, managing our team and organization of game day. Um, so we were really looking forward to learning a lot this year on creating just a better system for our season. Um, so that's that's one of our that's one of our goals is, okay. is we have a bigger support system. So we're excited to see how how that how that um, came together this year and improve for for our next year. Um, outside outside of that, with we're basically rebuilding our team again with with all our with all our youth players. Okay. And it's ex- it's exciting to give our, our younger players an opportunity, um, and it's exciting to set long term goals, um, believing that um, a lot of these players are going to stick around and, and are in it um, for results in, in in a year or two years. Um, so get into get into a point where we have multiple options in, in attacking and defending. Um, and we can spend a lot more time training, tuning those things up, and being more specific um, in training with different topics. I think it's exciting to think about. Nice. Um, um, instead of you know starting as a new team every year, um, so exciting to have that consistency. Yeah, nice. And like you said, rebuilding consistency. You know, once once you have uh, that rebuilding process complete. Uh, it, it'll it'll feel good, I'm sure, and, and it'll be kind of you know tweaks at that point with with a nice core that that you've already kind of built. So, yeah, that that's exciting. So it's, it's always great to look at the future and look at young players. And, and I do think other NFPL teams over the next year or two will incorporate more younger players, right? Even you know between uh, 16 and 19 specifically. And I know you guys uh, have been one of the the forefronts in terms of using younger players, anyway. So. Very exciting to see what the next couple of years uh, uh, happen for ABK. So that, that's awesome. Um, the la- for ABK, right, just to, to end uh, with, with a question and obviously a little, a little bit of pride um, for you guys, you know, how many of your young players tend to stick around to, to play on the men's ABK team? And, and there are, are there any players that have kind of gone on to the next steps? Um, and I don't want to say maybe next step, but gone on to another step within their kind of career, whether that's futsal overseas, the pro indoor game, pro outdoor game, the national team. Um, I'm sure there's obviously a great deal of pride for, for you as the ABK director to see those players move, move up the ladder. Um, are there a couple of players that come to mind um, that have uh, joined ABK and that have gone to just to the next step within their career? Um, I think um, I'm hoping to start to see that uh, now as our, like our O3s um, our O fours are getting to that to that point where um, they can be part of our of our men's team. This is that next generation yep. of those original ABK players back in 20, 2012. I'm excited to see that happen. We've had a couple of players uh, that have had the opportunity um, to be noticed and, and recruited actually through um, uh, different MLS academies. Um, awesome. As we compete, for example, at nationals. Um, so some things have come together for for some for some players. Um, hoping uh, to get some of our younger players plugged in uh, to some 
um, ID camps for the U.S. national team. Okay. Uh, hopefully, in the next in the next couple of years, um, we were working on something um, like that this year. Uh, due to COVID, we weren't able to to uh, to make that to make that happen. Um, but yeah, we we have uh, um, a 17-year-old right now on our on our men's team. Who, who I think um, can be successful in both soccer and futsal, um, and if he decides to to pursue futsal, I think it would have a um, a good opportunity to play to play somewhere at a at a at a decent level. Um, we have some 19, 20 year olds um, on our team that were former youth ABK players, um, focused on soccer for a little bit, and came back uh, to ABK. Um, this year, so I was looking forward to see what what that would look like. So, unfortunately, this year we've kind of put everything on pause. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few youth players that I think uh, could possibly have an opportunity um, uh, on the men's side. Awesome. And I know Jesse Jesse spent a little bit of time with the national team. I know as well has been a long time player on the men's team. And uh, there's been a couple like Diego as well. I believe has spent a little bit of time with the the men's national team. Is that correct? Yep. So Jesse, I think, has been on two trips with the with the national okay. team, and Diego, I think, is still in the player pool right now for for the U.S. Uh, team. Also pl- um, played a long time with uh, ABK Youth and ABK Men's. Um, but yeah, we're ho- hoping to keep a good connection there with with the U.S. team, and if an opportunity comes up, we'd love to continue to uh, send players out to get a to get a look. Yeah, no, awesome. I, I definitely think there'll be some opportunities. Uh, you know, just the clubs in Michigan, I, I feel like um, have had a lot of success uh, on the men's side and above. So hopefully we'll get some more uh, young players involved in, in the men's national team over the next few years here. So that's that's awesome. The last question I have, and I, and I know uh, some of our owners and uh, fans have been asking for quite a while now about uh, the women. Uh, I know ABK has kind of have a women's team, I'll, I'll say on and off over the last couple years. Um, our hope is that, that we'll, the NFPL will offer a women's division coming up uh, in the next few years. Uh, if we do, um, you know, the goal is to continue to promote the women's game. Right now for, for ABK, I know some of the older youth women's teams are quite good. Do you guys have uh, an official women's team? Do you guys do just a couple events a year? Um, tell, me, tell me what the women look for you right now and, and what your hope is for, for the future for them. Yeah, so we, we have a we have a small core group of, of players um, who also grew up playing through ABK um, that are that are local, kind of slip, um, have stuck around, and we have our oldest U eighteen and U nineteen players. So the, the plan for this for this uh, current season was for us to combine that core group with our old twos and our 03s which is that u18 u19 group okay. and uh, put a team together and, and try to play before our men's team does just to kind of keep that women's team alive yeah maybe not an actual uh team uh but keep that women's team presence keep continue to support the female the female side uh we think it's really important for our youth uh female players as well um we're actually going to travel to um atlantic city and play at the Northeast Regional there, um, and we're taking a men's team and a women's team. Awesome. So we've gathered um, a, a, a good a group of, of female players and, and uh, our men's players that are available to play um, and see how that goes. So we're, we're trying to keep that women's team, women's team alive. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have some news hopefully coming up even in the next couple of weeks about the women and NFPL. 
Um, you know, we'll have some cool announcements, but you know, it is uh, it is on the radar the next uh, couple of years for the NFPL to add a women's division. I think, like you mentioned, it's it's important to to grow the women's game, and um, you know, like you said, I think the women, you know, uh, could be quite good uh, at a regional, national level, and a world level as well. So that's that's great that you guys have that in the mix. In terms of NFPL, for everyone listening, we've got our tournament coming up in April. We'll have some more information about that. We're also going to have some summer exhibition series games as well to kind of keep futsal alive uh, since the winter um, you know we weren't able to do as much as we like and then you know a lot of cool things happening in the futsal world as well as the NFPL for next winter we're hoping and looking to expand a bit and uh, I think you know like Fabian said I think it's a really exciting time even three years ago I feel like it was uh, some good momentum in futsal but now uh, and in Fabian maybe you can comment as well I feel like the the next five years uh, are going to be monstrous for futsal would you agree? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, leagues are growing, tournaments are, are growing. There's more youth academies popping up everywhere in the U.S. It seems like um, there's always uh, one or two new men's teams also popping up. A lot of youth academies are forming men's teams. Yeah. Um, so it, it's growing. It's growing. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that in a few years, um, it's going to look again, it's going to look a lot different. Yep, I agree as well. Well, for those listening, thank you very much. My name is uh, Drew Ducker. I go by Ducks. I'm the commissioner of the NFPL, and I've got Fabian on here, my first guest from ABK, Fabian Rodriguez, uh, definitely one of the, the, the pioneers of futsal in the U.S. An absolute pleasure to have you today, Fabian. And for those listening, uh, we will see you next time.